Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's podcast because it is a little reflection episode. As you guys are listening to this, it is the week of Christmas. I honestly hope you're just enjoying time off, time with your family, really just soaking in all of the holidays because I think that getting kind of like a Christmas week is honestly so special. I love when Christmas isn't on the weekend because then you can really just enjoy the week. Even if you're working, you feel like you're in the holiday spirit. I just love that time and I kind of also hope that maybe you're chilling away from the content for a little bit, maybe just listening to this before you settle down or whatever it may be. That's kind of my plans. I'm really excited because Aiden is actually taking off work next week and he really doesn't take off very often. So we might do a little staycation somewhere in Texas for a couple of days or just hang out, whatever it may be. And then we're just spending the holidays here with my family like we always do. I would love to hear what your holiday plans are. I know you can't actually comment on this or anything, but this year I know things are a little bit different. And so for this year, personally for my family, we are just opening presents and doing the Christmas Day stuff with my immediate family. We always do that. We kind of thought about visiting my grandparents in Ohio, but that obviously didn't end up happening. And so we're just doing everything with my immediate family, which is still a lot of people decently because I have four siblings and then some of us are married and my parents kids so it'll be really fun I'm just really excited to kind of like slow down and I've kind of been trying to slow down more which made me want to do today's episode I know that it's not technically the new year kind of season yet but it is coming up here soon and so I was thinking about like my New Year's goals, which I'm definitely going to do a whole episode on my resolutions because I know a lot of people think resolutions are stupid, but I think that any moment to kind of reflect and make new goals is a good one. And I think that a new year is definitely a really good time to do that. And so my plans are just to do a little episode for that probably within the first week of January. But for today's episode, I wanted to do something that was kind of like a year in review, things that I've learned and almost like my highs and lows of the past year. Y'all know my past year has been pretty crazy and I felt that last week's episode was pretty deep, pretty, you know, organized, definitely a more kind of heavy episode. So I wanted to do something a little bit more lighthearted because it is Christmas week. I just wanted to reflect. I know the past year has been so crazy for all of us, some more than others. I know people have lost loved ones. Some people are literally living in isolation. And I don't even think that we should downplay the severity of that either because, you know, we're meant to live in community. We're meant to see friends. And this is something I've been feeling a lot lately is just lonely and really kind of feeling isolated and honestly just feeling a little bit off which is totally normal but even more so this year so I wanted to just kind of share my heart about the past year of my life and my highs and lows and I hope it helps you reflect and I know the past year has been pretty bad and there's no need to sugarcoat it or there's no need to even feel like you accomplish anything I think just getting through the past year is a win in itself and so I wanted to just go through and kind of share things that I've learned in hopes that it would spur maybe some ideas for goals for your life or 
even just allow you to kind of reflect on your own life as well. So that is what today's episode is going to be. I also just wanted to give a little shout out. This isn't a ad or like a sponsor or anything, but I worked with this company called Prison Fellowship on my Instagram and my YouTube channel. Again, not like a sponsorship. I just shared them in some videos, but they have this angel tree program and essentially Prison Fellowship does a lot of work with people who are incarcerated but they have this program where they give a gift, they give the gospel message, and they also give a personalized letter from a child whose parents are incarcerated. And basically this is meant to be like from their parents, but essentially you pay $22 and a child gets all of these things. And I shared this on my YouTube channel and we got over, I think like 200 signups. And I just thought it was really special and a good way to give back if you're looking for a specific way and a tangible way to actually, you know, donate to a cause right now. Obviously, at the end of the year for tax purposes, it's like a tax write-off if that's something you're interested in. I just think it's a really good organization. And while you're finishing up your Christmas shopping, I just wanted to put it out there because I think they're a really awesome company and one that I know personally and I know people who work there. And it just is a really cool company if you guys want to actually donate to the Angel Tree program. So I'll have it in the show notes. Again, it's $22. You can do multiple kids if you want to, but... I just think it's a good way to touch someone. And I think a lot of times we overlook kids whose parents are incarcerated. I had a lot of people message me actually whose parents are incarcerated and they actually said, you know, this is such a cool company because as a kid of someone whose parents are incarcerated, oftentimes we get overlooked. You don't get presents and obviously Christmas is so much more than presents, but it is really nice for a kid to know that they're loved and to actually feel like it's coming from their parents because it is coming from their parents, but with the help of your sponsor. So I'll have them in the show notes if you are interested. Now I kind of just wanted to do another little weekly update, a little life update. I feel like the past week hasn't really been anything crazy. I did get my haircut, which was really exciting. I got my first haircut in a year, which is insane, but I really do think that a haircut just peps you up and I don't know why I waited so long. Well, I know why my hair has been falling out. Obviously, I've talked about it. And so I've just been nervous. Like you don't want to cut your hair when your hair is literally falling out. And so I got three inches off, which isn't anything crazy, but it just feels so much fresher. And I also think it's falling out less because I got all that dead hair just kind of removed. So I was really happy to get that haircut and it definitely kind of like pepped my spirit or whatever. Another big thing this week, and I just want to preface by saying I'm not pregnant. Anytime I talk about this, I always get people who are like, maybe you're pregnant, but I just want to say I'm definitely not pregnant. I literally got my period a week ago, so I am not pregnant, but I have been really craving junk food and just not wanting to eat healthy. I'm usually someone who likes to do a lot of whole foods, fruits, vegetables, all the things, but lately I have just not been into really healthy food and I just wanted to put this out there especially because it's the holiday season and I know a lot of people are going to be maybe eating more than they usually do eating food that they usually don't that it's okay to let yourself give into cravings it is okay to let yourself eat the way your body wants to eat I definitely think it's good to have whole foods and all the good things but I usually just kind of like try to get myself back on track or whatever whenever I have really intense cravings but we got like pizza last night I ate buffalo chicken egg rolls that I had made the leftovers for breakfast one day 
because I just have really been wanting to eat food that's not super healthy. I think that that's okay. So that's been like something I've been dealing with lately. And then the last thing I already said, but I'm really excited because Aiden's taking off next week. So we're definitely just going to have like a really chill, relaxing week leading up to Christmas. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's just been kind of like a grind lately in terms of working from home and all that. So we're excited just to kind of enjoy everything that's going down before Christmas. But I hope you guys had a great week. So let's just go ahead and get into the episode. So the way that I want to do this episode, I don't originally I was trying to do like a high and then a low, but I don't necessarily have as many lows as I do highs and I'm not going to make up lows. So I just went through my photos on my phone and kind of mapped out some things that I remembered. And so I'm just going to go in the order of the year, if you will. So starting in January and then ending in December. So the first thing, which was a big high, and I'm not going to talk about a lot because I've already talked about a lot on my podcast and on my YouTube channel, but that is just planning a wedding. I obviously had planned our wedding this past year and that was probably the thing that took the most time. Like if you do not have a wedding planner, it is literally a second full-time job. Like it is just crazy how much stuff you have to do. And even with us, because of COVID, our wedding was pretty small. It was still so much work. You still have to do everything that you have to do even if you have a lot of people. And so that just kind of marked my 2020. It was definitely a big kind of factor of our year, but it was so much fun. I really feel like because I was planning the wedding and my family was helping a lot, my mom was helping a lot, my sisters, my bridesmaids, I really felt really close to my family and I felt that It was really a bonding experience for us and I look back especially on the photos whenever I was getting my wedding dress just about how much fun it was actually getting to try on dresses and feeling like a princess. I only brought my sister Lindsay, my sister Jamie, and my mom which I would definitely recommend not bringing a lot of people if you're dress shopping because it makes the experience a whole lot better. You don't have a crazy ton of opinions flying at you so I was really thankful that I just did them with me, but that was definitely one of the best parts of my 2020. And the thing that I learned through it was the fact that we did have COVID to deal with. There were so many worries of, are we even going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to get married the way I want to? And the answer was no. Like we had so much less people than we thought we were going to have, obviously, We had to switch our venue. We originally wanted to get married in a church. That was something that was really important to us. And we just couldn't do that because it was so small and we didn't want our guests to be like crowded in. And so we had to do a lot of change. But the thing that stayed constant was the fact that, or the thing that stayed constant was the fact that we still got married and it was still such a special day. But I kind of had to learn that for someone who's so type A, who likes to get her way, who likes things done the way that I like to do them, that life doesn't always work like that. And sometimes you have to go with the flow. And I think it was especially hard when you see these weddings on Instagram. And I felt kind of a lot of pressure because I am a content creator. And part of me was like, you know, I feel like this is a wedding for me, but also for my subscribers and my viewers. And there was just a lot of pressure, but the fact that we had COVID, it kind of just took all the pressure off because there was no expectations and we kind of just wanted to get married. And it weirdly made the process very stressful, but also a lot better. So this next thing is actually a low. And this was a low that I mentioned on an Instagram Q&A and I got so many messages of people being so confused, but 
in February, Aiden and I were actually crossing the street in New York City. We were crossing at 73rd and West End Ave, which was near my old apartment in the Upper West Side. We were crossing the street. We had like the right of way. We had like the sign or whatever. And we got halfway through the street and this guy was turning left in an SUV and he hit us and we like skidded across the road. And it was one of the scariest moments of my life. We were totally fine. I had like some knee injuries, but it wasn't anything serious. But I just never really talked about it. I made a video about it and I mentioned it in a video, but that was kind of it. But that moment was actually so terrifying. And I think you always think about it in New York City, like, oh, I'm going to get hit by a car or something. But you don't actually think it's going to happen. That I can't believe we literally got hit by a car. But something that I also don't talk about a lot and was one of the worst moments of my life, probably the scariest moment. I was in eighth grade and my mom was running across the street. She's a big runner. She would run like seven to eight miles a day. She was crossing the street at like six in the morning, so it was pretty dark, and a lady was driving. She was going 45 miles per hour. She wasn't speeding or anything. That was just like the speed limit, and she just didn't see my mom crossing. My mom almost made it to the edge, but she didn't, and she got hit by this lady at the front of her car. My mom flew over this lady's car and fell like 10 feet across the road, and you know, she should have died. Like, it is an absolute miracle that she had no head injuries. She had no significant injuries, but she did break all of her ribs. She had to get a lot of surgery on her shoulder. And I will never forget the night that this happened. I actually saw her in the hospital and I like looked at her face and it just looked like a different person. Her face was so beat up. She had stitches all over her face. Her face was like bright yellow because it was just so swollen. I just remember that night being so scared for my mom and there were 15 minutes when it happened that I didn't even know if my mom was alive. And so I just associate car accidents with a lot of trauma for me. That was one of the scariest moments. I had dreams ever since then about like my mom passing away. I have a fear of my mom dying. It's like something that I kind of realized the older that I got how significant that accident was and the fear that I have for her now and it just brought up a lot of those memories and to this day I really feel like this is the reason my hair is falling out was because of this accident because I like couldn't sleep after, was having nightmares, was just scared because it brought up all these memories of my mom and I don't really talk about these things as often as I feel like maybe I should to process it, but it's just because it is not a happy thing for me and it's something that really does, you know, traumatize me. And so that was definitely a low for the year, but one kind of silver lining, I can't really explain this, but when you get in an accident or something with the person that you love, it really does strengthen the bond. I just remember coming back to like my parents, no, coming back to my apartment in New York City and we were just sitting on the staircase leading up to my apartment and we were just like sitting together and crying because it was so scary that, you know, one of us could have gotten seriously hurt. And especially when it's the person that you love, I can't explain how much closer I feel to Aiden since we went through that, but also how much more like protective I am over him because it is scary to think that one of us could have gotten hurt or something. So that was definitely a low, but there was a silver lining that I did learn a little lesson from. So back to the highs, this is probably one of the biggest highs for me, but this was my first year being fully self-employed for the entire year. The first year I didn't have school or work. 
because if you guys don't know, last year in 2019, I graduated from college and then I started a job for like six months after I graduated. I worked in social media marketing for a little influencer marketing agency, but I remember in November when I quit, I was so nervous about doing this full time because over the past like years or so, it's definitely become a full time income. I've managed to double my income from what I'm doing online with social media for the past like five years. I have just always let the fear of failure failure keep me from doing things that I think are good for me, for keeping me back from kind of showing that I have the confidence to make something happen. I was so nervous about the idea of doing this full time, even though like financially, it just made so much more sense. I know a lot of people are confused how you can do this full time, but I'll just say you make a decent amount off of brand deals. You make a decent amount off of AdSense about just running it because it really is a business. And I was just nervous that I would lose everything the minute I tried to do it full time. It was like this fear that I had in the back of my head. And even in college when I was doing it, I just never considered it like a full time gig. But this past year, I made the most I've ever made, which I know money is not a marker of success, but when you don't have a boss, you don't have like tangible goals like you wouldn't have in a nine to five job, you do kind of have to find markers of success. And for me, I don't want to think that subscribers or numbers are success. So I do think that kind of how much you're making, how much you're making off your brand deals, how much brands are willing to pay you for things, that kind of does show if you are being successful with it to some extent. And so it was just a big year for me. It was the best year I've ever had. I hit a savings goal that I had been wanting to hit that depleted after the wedding and everything, but we're slowly moving back up to it, saving for a house and all that stuff. And so it's just been a really good year. And I think I've found my confidence in doing this full time and not being kind of like scared to tell people that I do it full time. I mean, I've gotten to work with dream brands like United Airlines, CVS. I just did a video with Brooklyn in, which is my favorite bedding ever. I did some stuff with Steve Madden, Warby Parker. And I just look back and I think that sometimes in this job, it's easy to feel stagnant or it's easy to feel like you're not progressing. But you really do have to look back over the past year and find those wins because it does remind you that, yes, it's not, you know, good to stay stagnant and just like revel in all of the good things that have happened, but it is good to recognize that God has allowed me to make some wins with this. And even if they're not super big wins, they're still wins nonetheless. I also, this is my first year having a manager. And if you guys don't know, managers do a lot of the negotiating. They do a lot of the brand deal work. They do a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff. They don't help you with like content or anything like that. They're strictly doing kind of like the business side of YouTube. But I had a manager in March that I started working with and it's been so good realizing that it's okay to delegate things that maybe I shouldn't be spending my time on even if I think I'm decent at it. But I could be spending more time on creating content or doing Instagram content or just like working on new projects and allowing someone else to do other work. He's negotiated great deals for me too. I've managed to make more money with him and so I'm really thankful that I kind of learned to let go of some control which was really good for me to do in this job and it's just been a really good year and I think my biggest tip is just don't let the fear of failure hold you back I know it's so cheesy I know it sounds like just something that's a cliche that everyone says but when you just stick in one spot and you allow yourself to constantly 
be taken over by failure, you're never going to progress at all. And another one kind of off that same lesson was I started my podcast. My podcast was the thing that I had been wanting to do for so long, but I just didn't think that I had the right equipment. I didn't think I had the right things to say. I didn't think people would be interested, but I can just say, and the biggest thing I've learned is that the conditions are never going to be perfect. Things are never going to be exactly how you want them to be. It's never going to be the perfect scenario. In doing any project, you just have to start it and starting is like half the work. And then you learn as you do it. I mean, my podcast was a lot different than it used to be. I was interviewing a lot of people, but I realized that people like these solo episodes a lot more. So, you know, I pivoted and got some new equipment and started to work with like one ad person before. And so I just think it's really cool that, you know, you can actually start anything you want and just learn as you go. And so I started working on the podcast in the beginning of 2020, but actually launched it in April And it was so exciting for me just to have something new to do and to actually have people listening and to see it grow. I mean, I was reading like the stats based off of 2020, but for some reason, this podcast was in the education category. I don't really know why, but it was number 34 in that category. And we hit like the top charts one day, which is really cool. So it just goes to show that even when you doubt yourself, if you work hard at something, and I really do believe this, you can work at it and become better at it and I'm just so proud of the podcast it has really pushed me in a new way I've always done YouTube but it's been so good for me to just try something new and another big thing as an introvert whenever I was living in New York City and working at the Spotify studio I was interviewing my professors and they would just come to the Spotify studio we meet up and record these episodes and I would even have random people come in and now obviously I'm not doing that but it was really good for me to just learn how to have a conversation with people and learn how to be interested in people and I'm definitely not the best interviewer that I could be but I'm learning and I do think as you learn how to ask people questions and interview them it is really good because that's how you form friendships with people and as an introvert It's good for me to learn how to put myself out there, especially with people and just to be a better friend and to be better at talking to other people. And so it's really pushed me and my personal growth as well. So I'm so thankful for the podcast. It's one of the biggest wins of my 2020 for sure. I'm so thankful for all of you guys who listen. It really does feel like my actual like insider crew or whatever like I just feel like a special connection to everyone who actually listens to this podcast so thank you for being here and thank you for making me a part of your Monday it really does mean the world to me so obviously this is a big kind of loss for the year and I wasn't going to include it because I think it's pretty obvious but if I ever look back on this episode and listen to it, I just want it to be known that this did in fact exist, but that would be COVID. I have a whole episode about things I learned through the pandemic and everything if you want to listen to it. So I'm not really going to talk about lessons I've learned because on a whole, I think that it's been pretty crappy for everyone and I'm not really going to sugarcoat it. I think it's been so hard for other people more so than it has for me, for people who've lost jobs, living in isolation, for people who have lost loved ones. It's been, you know, pretty awful so I'm not really gonna act like it's been good but I do think it's crazy to look back on when I was in New York City kind of the day that things got bad in early March I remember 
I have this photo with Aiden and we were in the Brooklyn Bridge Park and it was kind of when the first few cases were starting to pop up in the U.S. and people started hoarding the toilet paper. You couldn't get groceries at the grocery store. But it was that period where, you know, half people were wearing masks and half weren't because scientists didn't know if it actually worked. They were like, you know, don't buy masks, don't buy masks. And so people were a little bit confused on what they should be doing. And I remember it was, I think, like March 11th, we were sitting in the park and it was whenever you would get on the subway and they would say, you know, wash your hands, wash your hands. There were all these kind of creepy messages and you felt like it was an apocalypse movie, especially living in New York. And I just have this sweet picture of Aiden like smiling in the park. And I remember we listened to Bob Dylan music and we were just having like a good time. This is something we'd always do in the park. And It really pains me to think about how simple life was right then and how we had no idea. And part of me really wants to go back to that. But part of me also feels like I have grown so much over the past however many months it's been since then. But, you know, it just is crazy to think what would life have been like if none of this happened, you know? And I know it's not a good way to live to think about that because you should be in the present and just acknowledge that, yeah, things do happen. It really is just crazy to think about and... I remember I actually went home for wedding planning. It was a trip I had planned. I wasn't even trying to like flee New York or whatever. I just planned to come home for a week and look at venues. No, it was look at our venues and kind of start planning decor and everything. And I came home on March 13th and I never went back. And it's just crazy to think I haven't been back to New York City since. And I don't feel like I ever really got closure, which has just been kind of like a low as a whole. But I'm trying not to live in the past. I know I talk about it a lot, so I'm not going to talk about it very much. But I do think that COVID was a pretty bad low for the year. But I think that we also have learned a lot through it. So there could be a little bit of a silver lining there as well. So this is actually one of the silver linings from COVID, but I know a lot of people kind of reacted to it differently. And, you know, some people really threw themselves into working out, but some people were like, that is not what is good for me right now. And so I think everyone was different with this. But for me, when I feel like things are out of control, so I felt like I couldn't really plan our wedding. I felt like I didn't know if it was going to happen. I didn't know where we were going to live. I didn't know if Aiden was going to be able to find a job. There was just a lot of really big worries in my life that whenever I have a lot of things I feel are out of my control I try to focus on something that I can control and for me that was my fitness I threw myself into my workouts especially in March so beforehand I was running like at 6 a.m in the morning in New York and that was really good for me but when I got home I threw myself into running still and I also found my girl Sydney Cummings on YouTube who I talk about all the time but it's because she has changed my life. She had all these HIIT workouts and these strength workouts and these full body workouts that you could do from home and they seemed so easy just to do at home. Not the workouts themselves but the fact that you didn't have to be at a gym and so I started doing her workouts every single day and I loved them. I felt like fitness was fun again. I felt that you know, despite waking up every day feeling really just kind of cloudy for what was to come, I knew that that workout was going to pet me up. I knew it was going to make me feel better. And so I have really been consistent with my workouts ever since. It's been the one thing that I can look back on and know that like, yeah, this was good for me. Another big thing for me for this year, I was trying to actually strengthen my arms. My arms were always the thing that I was like, you know, I don't need bulky arms. I don't really need to work them out. But I had a goal of actually getting strong arms. And so I started lifting weights and I would start with five pounds. And now I lift pretty much 15 pounds or what I do, like 10 to 15. 
I used to not even be able to do like two push-ups. I was so weak in my arms, but now I can do 15 push-ups if I wanted to. And they're a big part of my workouts. And I just feel like I've gotten so much genuinely stronger and have such a good relationship with fitness and food. This is something I also did a whole podcast on if you want to listen to. It's one of my most listened to ones. But I just look back and I'm so proud of myself that that was the one thing that I allowed myself to really pour my time into and to really work on and kind of cultivate because whenever I was in college, fitness just wasn't a priority because I didn't have a gym. It just was like at the back burner. It was never the thing that I focused on. But now being out of college, you know, having a more flexible job, it's been really nice just getting to actually, you know, work out and pour my time into that. And so if you guys have not tried Sydney Cummings workouts, please try them. They are difficult, but she uploads every single day. And I just think they're so good if you're working out from home because they really are motivating. So the next big win that was also definitely very hard was just moving to Texas. So we always talk about this, but Aiden and I don't even remember when we actually decided to move here. It kind of just happened. <laughs> it was one of those things that I don't even remember like having a conversation of like the pros and the cons. We kind of just did it. But I can say it has been so good to us because I have just felt so much closer with my family. We don't really have a lot of friends here, which has been one of the hardest things about living here. And I miss our friends so much in New York City. You know, those friends that you just feel that are always there that you can just totally be yourself with. We haven't really found that here as much. And so I just miss that a lot. But that being said, we do have my family here and we're really close to my family. They definitely feel like our best friends here. And so that's been nice. It's also a lot more affordable here, which is definitely a positive. You pay less in taxes, which is nice when you're trying to kind of start out and save for a house. I think it's really good for people who are in their young 20s trying to really just kind of like live their 20s and you know, put the things in place so they can be successful later on. I think Texas is a great place to live. And a lot of people are moving here. It's one of, I think Aiden said he works in real estate, but his company, they just started investing like the most money in Texas real estate versus New York City now, which is just crazy that Texas is kind of a place people are moving to. I also felt like it grew our relationship because we didn't have a lot of friends here. We really had to rely on each other and spend time with each other because we only have each other, which has been really good. And I just love our apartment. It's been such a good place for us, you know, starting our marriage. It's been so good to us. I love our neighbors. They're sweet. I never even knew my neighbors in New York. So it's just nice, like having nice neighbors around here. And I also just feel really It just feels like a very safe kind of haven right now. We spend so much time at home, so it's nice having a bright space with windows. And while I paid for my apartment last year, my parents were technically on the lease because New York has like crazy income requirements that I did not meet at 20. And so here, this is the first apartment we got fully on our own. And so, you know, it's our name on the lease. And while we don't own it, it was the first place that you know, we felt like we actually signed and did everything on our own, which just feels good kind of having a semi sense of ownership, even though we don't own it and being able to get it without credit cards, because I know a lot of people ask about credit, but obviously buying a house is different because they need better forms of credit. But for our apartment, we were able to get it just based off of like savings and our past rental history and 
all those things. So it was nice just being able to get our apartment. And I'm really thankful to live here. It's been a really good space for us. So another low that I'm not going to talk about a lot either is just dealing with hair loss. This has been a big thing. But the thing that I've learned with it, if you are dealing with hair loss right now, if your hair is shedding, I'm not really talking about like genetic permanent hair loss. This is just telogen effluvium when your hair sheds because of stress or because of a certain stressful event. I've really realized the impact that stress has on our bodies. And a lot of times you think of like, oh, I'll just push through this stressful time. I'll just kind of work through it. I'll drink coffee. I'll stay up late or whatever it may be. But that is just not good for our bodies. And our bodies really do show the stress that we may have in our mind. I really do think that even though I've been told it's iron deficiency or vitamin deficiency, my hair shedding has taken a huge toll on me. I let it make me insecure. I made it affect the way that I see myself when I look in the mirror. And I've just learned that A, it's really good to alleviate the stress your body feels. And that takes work. That takes time. And while you may feel like For me, I think, you know, I could be doing more, I could be posting more, I could be doing this more, but I'm trying to focus on alleviating the stress of my body in whatever way that may be, and it has really helped, but also just knowing that my confidence is so much more than the way I look. It's in the person I am, it's in the things that I'm learning, it's in the friendships that I have, it's not only in the way I look, and I definitely feel like I place too much kind of focus on how I look and wanting to always look a certain way and that is just not good in the long run so that's been something that I definitely learned through that certain low and the next high that is obviously probably the high of the year if you will but that is just our wedding day and getting married and being a newlywed I can't really express how much this day meant to me I've done a whole podcast on our wedding so I'm not really going to talk a lot about it but It's just been so sweet getting to be in this phase of life, and I wish I could relive our wedding day. I know everyone says that your wedding day is a blur, but I genuinely feel like our day went completely so fast. I don't even really remember a whole lot of it. It was definitely the best day ever, and because it was so small, I felt like it was all the people who were really meant to be there, and obviously, it's such a big day and so I felt like I had to put it in here because it has just been like one of the best ways to look back on 2020 that we have something good to look back on but the newlywed phase every time someone messages me and says that they got engaged recently I'm like just soak it in because all that stuff is so fun and I'm so thankful that I kind of got to be in this phase during 2020 because it did give me a bright spot to look forward to and it's just something that I really do appreciate. And the last thing is actually a low, and I don't normally like to end things on a low, but I just want to keep it real and be honest because I know a lot of other people are feeling this way, and a lot of times when there's a new year coming, there's so much pressure to make it a better year. There's so much pressure to kind of reflect on your past year and only recognize the good, but I just want to be completely honest that the past few months for me have been very kind of cloudy. I have felt like I'm just in this funk that is so hard to get out of. I feel very much lonely, even though I'm here with, you know, Aiden and we have my family. There's something about not having like a true community in terms of our friends, in terms of church. We've been trying to find a church right now, but it's so hard when, you know, some churches are only online. And usually when you do go to church now, you wear a mask and you don't really get close to people. Everyone's spread out. 
you know, you have to sit like every other pew. So you're not greeting people. It just doesn't feel like community. And even walking around and not being able to see people's faces and not getting to smile at people, that really does take a toll on you and society. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I understand it's kind of like what we have to do right now, but I don't want to discount what that does to people's kind of spirit because I just feel very lonely and it's definitely different than I felt last year around this time. And it's just been hard. I've also just felt a lot of kind of insecurity in my work and not being super proud of everything I'm putting out because for me, being someone on YouTube, I really do think that my content reflects the place that I'm in in my life. And when I'm in a place that's kind of cloudy, a little funky, not feeling 100%, it really does reflect in my content. And I've kind of just been waiting, like, when am I going to get out of this fog? You know, when am I going to get out of this feeling? And I actually started kind of pursuing like outside help for this. So I've been seeing a doctor and I get a lot of questions about like mental health and Christianity. And I totally think that God gives us medicine. I think that God gives us therapy. God gives us people to talk to for a reason. And I think that those things are good gifts from God that are meant to help with going through this. Because I know a lot of people just say, you know, pray yourself out of it. You can really just cast all your anxiety on God. But I think that sometimes things are a lot more difficult than that. And God gives us, you know, help outside of ourselves to go through this. So if you're feeling like funky, if you're feeling pressure because there's a new year, and I almost think that we've said this whole year, you know, it's just 2020, that when January 1st hits, there's almost this kind of pressure to just feel okay again and feel hope and feel whatever it may be. But life is still for the most part going to be the same. And so I just want to say that I feel that too. And I know it's been just a hard season. I do want to believe that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I really do feel that. So I'm really excited because something hopefully very exciting that I think is going to help with all of this is coming for me personally in spring 2021. And I'm very excited. I think a lot of people know what I'm hinting at because I've gotten some messages, but I think it's going to be really good for me and just give me a good sense of responsibility to focus on. And it's something that we've wanted for a very long time. So hopefully that comes. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I'm not ending on a super high note, but I hope you guys enjoyed your year and can still look back on the things that were highs and lows and recognize that there's always lessons that we learn. And I really do think God puts us things, God puts us through things for a reason. And it is really hard, but we're going to get through it. So I love you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. I love reading your messages. I love seeing when people tag me in stories in the morning and just show that they're listening on Monday morning. So if that's you, feel free to do that. And I always respond to those. So I love to see that and make sure to leave a review if you enjoyed. Again, that really does help the podcast and it means a lot to me if you're listening on Apple. But I love you guys. I'm thankful for you guys. And I will talk to you guys next Monday. I have a really fun episode with a guest and it has to do with health and wellness. If you're looking to improve that area of your life in the new year, I think it'll be a really good one. So I love you guys. Thankful for you guys. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye friends.